Welcome to For Good Measure, an interview series celebrating diverse composers and other creative artists, sponsored by a grant from the California Arts Council. I'm Nanette McGinnis, Artistic Executive Director of Ensemble for These Times. In this week's episode, we're joined by Valerie Liu, who we spoke to in April 2022. Your compositions are inspired by a strong connection to the natural world, visual arts, literature, and ancient cultures. How do these affect your music? What's your process for a new piece, such as your excellent Cassandra effect, which you wrote for E4TT's Cassandra Project? Okay, um, composing process. I'm not sure this is true for others, but I always find that I spend majority of my time working on the beginning part of the piece. I want to find an idea I really like that everything else comes after it just naturally flows from it. Therefore, the initial idea of a piece has to inspire me deeply so that I feel compelled to develop it and finish it. Um, since subjects that deal with nature, visual arts, literature, ancient culture always inspire me, I want to write music that express it or celebrate it. For the Cassandra project, I tune into the subject immediately. Cassandra uh, was courageous, passionate, and powerful. Her story was very inspiring to me and deeply affecting. My music will approach it from an emotional perspective, um, structured in four sections. Uh, the first section is meant to be powerful and passionate in character. To express the idea, um, you have this gift. You imagine this power can change the world. The second section is quiet and more reflective, pondering on this idea, not being believed by anyone when speaking the truth is perhaps worse than not being able to speak it. Your gift is your curse. You don't have peace. You start to lose hope. The third section shows power and passion returns. You feel hopeful again. Um, the last section is really hard for me to write. Um, the musical structure was really simple, but it was emotionally difficult. Um, it is hunting to express the idea, you have to make peace with your powerful gift even though no one would acknowledge it. And you briefly wonder if death is the only solution to your curse so that you can finally rest. I was thinking of Cassandra, how alone she was with her gift, but I also think it applies to an artist's lifestyle. You create an art to express, but people may not understand. They may even reject what you have created. Um, but in the end, I think that's okay because artists understand their gift. They believe in their work. So it is okay to be alone in this. Very profound. And that fits Cassandra effect too. Do most of your pieces have a dramatic arc or was that specific to Cassandra effect? 
um, majority of my piece always have a, some kind of dramatic art, but Cassandra has a bigger art. <laughs> yeah, has a bigger effect. Um, I just really love her story and how you can relate to her. Yes, a voice crying in the wilderness. Yeah. No, that's true. I think every woman I've spoken to relates to Cassandra and feels her to be a touchstone in one way or another. When you use visual arts for your inspiration, how does that work? Do you have a picture in mind? Um, usually, I do have a picture in mind. Um, like, for the Tulsi effect, I was actually had this picture because I saw this picture at a museum and it was such an interesting picture. Um, so that night I was thinking of the picture and it was just, you know, I'm hearing something in my head. And so I thought maybe I should write a piece about that picture <laughs> or how it affects me. So yeah, it's usually something I encounter upon um, or, you know, notice that is around me. Yeah. Because I think my struggle is always at the beginning of a piece, just to find a great idea to start. It's once I started, everything else kind of went pretty smoothly. It's just the beginning. I had to do a lot of researching, uh, and if I do know the instrument I'm going to be writing for, I would do a lot of research on them before oh. I start. Yeah. Or if you know someone you're writing for, you would really research on that person and just, you know, kind of see how that performer is. So then you can write something that they might like to do. <laughs> <laughs> Or they might like to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the piece tells you what it wants to do, how it wants to end, once you figured out how it should start. Yes, Nanette. That's so true. Because I was writing my orchestra piece. Uh, the middle section, I wanted to go somewhere else. But the piece speaks for itself. I need to go here. It's really weird. But I really want to go somewhere else. But the piece said, no, you have to go here. You, it, it has to be this way. It has to be these strings work together. It has to be this, this kind of sound. So I just kind of went that way. And then it turned out better than I thought. Writers talk about a character that pops in and won't do what they want, insists on going in a different direction, and even takes the story or the plot completely differently from what they'd planned. I imagine it must be very much the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's a very strange feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to For Good Measure, and a special thank you to our guest, Valerie Liu, for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast by clicking on the subscribe button and support us by sharing it with your friends, posting about it on social media, and leaving us a rating and a review. To learn more about E4TT, our concert season online and in the Bay Area, 
or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit us at www.e4tt.org. This podcast is made possible in part by a grant from the California Arts Council and generous donors like you. Four Good Measures produced by Nanette McGinnis and Ensemble for These Times and designed by Brennan Stokes. With special thanks to audio engineer extraordinaire Stephanie Newman. Remember to keep supporting equity in the arts and tune in next week for Good Measure.